You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Bemba. What's going on, everybody? John and Pemby here with Howard Bender. This is the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS Podcast here for week 13 of the NFL season, how we get 11 game slate here this weekend. How We're doing pretty well. I mean, I, I kind of dig this slate. Some interesting matchups. We got some like some super soft matchups. If you're just looking at like point spreads and stuff like that and worrying about like Rams versus Jacksonville or Tampa Bay against Atlanta. But from a DFS standpoint, there, there are a lot of different directions that we can go this. So I'm curious to see what your, some of your favorites are. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, Slade, and we'll go over, obviously, all the positions, but I think the big headline for this week is the running back position. Uh, a lot of just, like, elite matchups, uh, a lot of injuries that are opening up spots and value for running backs this week as well, and like you said, you could really take uh, that position alone in so many different directions and then get pretty creative uh, with where you're spending this week. So uh, let's just jump into it, Howard. We'll kick it off at the quarterback position here. I did the quarterback coach. You've been doing the watch list. Lamar Jackson, despite his terrible performance last week against Cleveland, where he threw four interceptions, is our top-priced quarterback here. They're against Pittsburgh. It's a divisional game. We know Pittsburgh's defense has been atrocious this season. I've given up Howard on the Pittsburgh defense at home narrative. That was gone after like four (laughs) weeks. Can't really hang my hat on that one anymore. But yeah, I mean, you can run on them this year. You can pass on them this year. It just really depends on what version of Lamar Jackson is showing up. this Right. And that's always the issue there is what version of, of Lamar are we going to get? Are we going to get like a top rated version of him where he will be able to pick up the rushing yards? He will be able to throw the ball, at least obviously Marquise Brown and, and Rashad Bateman in play there. But, you know, for me, it kind of comes out like I, I like Lamar Jackson. But seeing as how we've had so many inconsistencies and this is a a, a division game and these two teams do play each other pretty tightly, I just don't know if I need to pay up for the the price of of Lamar Jackson here. I mean, it's probably going to be my general theme for quarterback. Like Lamar Jackson, okay, fine, could use him, but Kyler Murray is a game-time decision. I love Stafford, I really do, and then I won't touch Tom Brady on the road. Yeah, Tom Brady on the road sucks. So I, so yes, he does suck. I am hoping that is sort of a contrarian play this week for me because Atlanta is so bad. Like Tom Brady on the road sucks, but last week Tampa Bay did score five offensive touchdowns. Just four of them came on the ground, right? They ran three for Fournette. One came from Ronald Jones. So they were in position where Brady could have thrown those in. They just they ran it instead against the Colts. I'm actually willing to go to Brady this week as a contrarian play, hoping that a lot of people are thinking your same way because it's the second highest total on the board. It kind of fluctuates between them, this game and the Cincinnati Chargers. But I mean, like if there was ever a team or a player, an offense that could put up a lot of points this week, Tampa Bay certainly can do that. So I agree. It's probably not a core play because of the history on the road this season, but that upside certainly there somewhere. I mean, what is it about the road that Tom Brady struggles in? I, I have no idea. But that brings me to the next year. Cousins is there. Herbert is there. Joe Burrow on the flip side of that char- of that Chargers Herbert matchup. I mean, this mid tier it kind of, the price kind of drops off quickly at quarterback, but this mid tier certainly has some matchups to look at. Yeah, for the record, yes, Tom Brady is a GPP play. If you want to stack up some bucks in this matchup, 
It's definitely a possibility, but I, I, I again, I was, I'm still feeling it because I used him in cash last week and I used him as like a core guy and I knew better than that. I knew better than to do, but yes, as far as a GPP play goes, yeah, I, I could deal with that. Jalen Hurts could be great against the Jets, but he is questionable right now, so I'm not going to uh, fully invest there. I love Justin Herbert in this game. We do have to check the weather in Cincinnati. I do hear that there is some rain and some wind in the forecast, so you got to watch that. I love Kirk Cousins against Detroit, right? I mean, how do you not love it? Yes, they're going to run the pretty heavily against the Lions, as they did the first time around they played. But we've seen Cousins thrive on the passing front as well during games that either Dalvin Cook or Alex Madison have dominated. So, yeah, I mean, Alexander Madison was actually, Dalvin Cook missed this game earlier this season. Madison was the running back and just, he exploded. And we had the same conversation, I think it was week four, Howard. It was like, they have Jefferson, they have Thielen, they have Cousins. But like, what if they just run the ball instead? Like, none of those guys will go off. And that's what happened. So, Right, um, that's what happened in that one. But look, yeah. two weeks prior to that against Seattle, right, right, and Madison carried the ball more than 20 times. He had over 110 rushing yards in that game. But in that game, Kirk Cousins threw for over 330 yards and, and had like three touchdown passes. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and that's kind of like the where I feel like it's a good pivot spot because I think Madison's going to be one of the highest roster running backs this week. Where yeah. if you do then go with these running this passing attack instead, you could get a little leverage on the field here. Because again, well, we're gonna hit the running backs in a minute. There's just so many elite plays. So that mid tier is there. I, I have to ask you because we just did the Picks Wise podcast. We did the Anti Up podcast. You liked Seattle in this matchup. Do you like Russell Wilson in this matchup? Not for DFS. I won't touch it for DFS. Okay. I'll make a pick and I'll say that Seattle covers the spread, but you know. How do I know that this game is not going to be nine to six? It's true. Very true. I mean, again, nothing is there's Seattle has done nothing to show that they are, are, are worthy of your trust or your faith. And to what John's referring to is my stance that I'm taking Seattle plus three and a half against San Francisco, because if the 49ers are such a great team and Seattle is so crappy, why is it only a three and a half point spread? Why is why is San Francisco not favored more? It's not just about the it's a home game for Seattle or that's a division game. I mean, you're if you're looking at like, you know, teams like this, what's the thing? And Craig Mish said it best. These teams are, are a lot more similar than a lot of people give credit to. So for DFS purposes, no, I'll steer clear of, of Russell Wilson in this one here, especially knowing, I mean, for a few hundred dollars less, I can get Derek Carr. Yeah, I, I think Derek Carr might end up being my cash game QB this week. Their car cover of the quarterback coach this week, Howard, as well. Josh Jacobs limited in practice so far this week as well. Not that you're going to run much against Las Vegas, I mean, against Washington as it is. But if that means Kenny Drake's on the field a little bit more, we know Kenny Drake is a really good pass catcher. Even with Waller doubtful, they still have Foster Moreau, Hunter Renfro. We've seen Zay Jones pick up some slack lately. Brian Edwards is there. And Derek Carr leads the NFL in passing yards this season. So uh, a lot of good things there with Carr. I definitely like him at 6K. And then I actually really like Tua this week at 5,500. I haven't really dipped down too far this season. It's spending down at quarterback, but I don't think much of the Giants. Miami's at home. We talk about the Miami flu all the time here, Howard, right? We just saw it with Cam Newton and, and the Panthers the other day. The teams lately have been struggling against Miami defense and putting up a lot. We could see Devontae Parker come back. I know you and I go back and forth on the value there, but the Waddles look really good. I, I think this is a spot where Tua at 5,500 
uh, in GPPs could give you some value. Yeah, I mean, listen, I yeah, I I, I get it. I just I just don't like investing in Tua. I know. I, I've done it before, and he's disappointed. Uh, yeah, I think the Giants matchup here is a pretty soft one for them. I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go to Carl, and that's as low as I'm going to go. I just, there's no consistency from Tua, is there? No, there isn't, and I think that has a little bit to do with sort of the ebb and flow of the offense there. You know, and they, and they still really lack, I guess, like some consistency as well. And Waddle being a rookie, Gesicki as a big tight end, does that have to do with Tua? I don't know. I mean, he's completed over 80% of his passes in back-to-back weeks. Is it Tua's fault they're not scoring or putting up a lot of points, or he's not putting up a lot of fantasy points? Is it the fact that the defense is, you know, scoring and keeping him off the field? I mean, I, I don't know where it is, but I feel like given how well he's played, right? How, you're completing 27 passes each last two weeks, completing 81% of them, yet your fantasy points are 18 and 13. Like somewhere they're missing, whether that's rushing touchdowns are happening against them or defensive scores are happening. But I think two is... Two is, I think two is better, and I, I think the, the, he's going to start making some impact soon. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't get any interest in anybody cheaper. No, definitely not. I'm just not going to I'm not gonna waste yeah. my breath debating it with you because it is what it is. I just, yeah, yeah listen, I, there's so many different things wrong with Miami and, and Tua and, and the coaching this year, too. I'm not – I usually like Brian Flores, but – not really thrilled with what's going on over there. So yeah, no, it's been down here for them for sure. All right, let's jump to the running back position. As we alluded to, almost every running back it feels like on the schedule today or this week has a, a great matchup. They're uh, all usable. And they're all you the, the very top guys, Jonathan Taylor against Houston. I mentioned on the India podcast. If he like doesn't have at least 120 yards this week, like massive upset. Austin Eckler against a Bengals team that has allowed the second most receptions to running backs this season. Just one behind the leader, which is Seattle, with 80 catches allowed by Cincinnati. The Chargers, dead last in DVOA against the run. Joe Mixon, back-to-back weeks with 30 and 28 carries. I mean, that's your top three running backs right there, all in elite matchups. You can literally just pick one. It would be wild for me to think that they don't come through it would be absolutely insane if they didn't come through i'll tell you what i'm gonna do you built because we've always for everybody if you're just joining us for the first time as john and i do this we build lineup for uh for presentation at the end and whereas i as will the point that we'll make you can seriously pay down at running back and go with like you pay up at qb you could go high-end wide receivers and still probably not miss a beat at running back I'm still going to build a lineup here, John, with Taylor and Joe Mixon because they're just they're one and two on my board. Yeah, you know, for, for this week. I, I said it the previous like two or three weeks. I was playing the Bengals passing attack and I was banging my head off a, off a wall when Joe Mixon was getting nine touches on the first drive and they were just insistent on giving him the football. Twenty nine carries against against so twenty eight carries against Pittsburgh, thirty carries against Las Vegas, back to back weeks. They and they just weren't they just weren't like throwing the football like I expected with Jamar Chase and T Higgins and and Joe Burrow in that offense they were they were up big in those games but they leaned heavily on the running game so that's the top three then you look in the mid tier Alexander Madison against Detroit we already talked about that first matchup that he was starting in back in week five 25 for 113 on the ground seven catches for 40 yards and a score through the air for him Leonard Fournette against Atlanta coming off of his big game. 17 for 103 touchdowns uh, rushing. He also added seven catches 
for eight on eight targets for 40 of uh, 31 yards and a score there. So Fournette, fantastic spot in the mid tier as well. We got, I mean, I know that you kind of like Saquon this week, right? Is that the debate that I heard you had this afternoon? Oh, you're going down a little further down there to the Saquon sit? So, yeah. All right, all right. So. Well, I was just kind of listening to like the next three guys, I guess, in my tier. Or right, the right, tier right. Pricing, yeah. Oh, you don't, you, you're not a Cordero Patterson fan? You're not a Najee Harris guy? Not not really on Najee. Not really on Najee. This is, I said, I feel like that's going to be a lower scoring game. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Patterson one is interesting. I'll let you talk about Patterson. Patterson's interesting, sure, but Tampa Bay, I mean, the, the reason that you can get away with Patterson is because he might end up catching more passes than usual because Tampa's so good at stuffing the run. I mean, we've seen that already mm-hmm. um, with that. You know, what bums me out about Alexander Madison is the price because he's 7600 I can pay up 500 more for Joe Mixon, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I could do that. Or I could, or just pay down. Maybe he's the highest priced guy I go. I don't know, but I, I just feel like where he is right now. Because listen, I, I get what Fournette did last week. I kind of feel like this is like that where it's just not going to be as pretty as everybody wants it. And if Tampa Bay goes up big, maybe we just do see a whole lot more Ronald Jones. They threw him in there because Tampa Bay was rolling. So if that's the case, let's say Brady, let's say Brady has two touchdowns, right? give Brady 230 yards and and two touchdowns, right? You give Leonard Fournette like 50 yards and a touchdown. And now all of a sudden you get a couple of field goals there and you're beating up on Atlanta. So you take your foot off the gas here and you let Ronald Jones kind of mop shit up at the end. I mean, it's just, it's a possibility. Yep. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just that I'm, I'm you know. No, you know, it's, it's definitely still- a possibility with the way the, the, the Buccaneers offenses work this year. 100%. I think people are looking at the point spread for sure in this one. 11 points, a 50 game total, and Brady struggles on the road. And then Barkley and then Fournette rather is coming off a monster game and people just go there. That's kind of what I think it is. I'm kind of hoping that's what happens that people do flock to Fournette because I'm not going to I'm not going to go with him. I'm not going to go with Patterson either. I just again, running against Tampa is not a great proposition and so attack him with kyle pitts attack him with i don't know russell, <laughs> russell gage. gage whatever don't, you got you got anybody <laughs> there's something you got to do something there you got to do something so i don't know i just the, this mid-tier i loved madison until i saw what his price was and i was like balls man that sucks that yeah. he's like that he's like right there kind of in that limbo area now if you look further down yeah all right so saquon barkley i'm in on barkley for a gpp play only all right, doesn't matter what Barkley did at all this year. All right, they've eased him. They've tried to ease him back in here since the bye week, and he missed time with the ankle injury. But, you know, you look at this matchup here against Miami, right? And this is what I'm saying. So has Miami's defense looked great over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it has. But can we please acknowledge the fact that three of the four teams that Miami has played and beaten are the Texans, the Jets, and the Panthers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so so those teams suck. Those anybody's defense, you and me, John, wearing helmets and shoulder pads, would probably be able to handle the <laughs> bullshit that the Jets or the the Panthers or offense are, are trying to roll out there. It was a good game against the against the uh, the Ravens. Yeah, Thursday Ravens had that now. that Miami flu that we talked about here. Yeah. So. For me, I just I look at this with Barkley and just say, all right, Mike Glennon's under center. Sterling Shepard's going to be out. Kadarius Tony's going to be out. All right. Galladay sucks balls. 
So you don't really have great weapons in the passing attack right now. Why wouldn't you just, and Miami's defense before these last four games, Miami's defense was a run funnel and, and teams were beating them up on the ground. So why all of a sudden now, like why wouldn't, so I just, I think from a GPP standpoint, because I don't think anybody's going to be on Barkley at all. I don't think anybody's going to no. be on Barkley. I don't think so either. So from a GPP standpoint, I'll use Barkley as a one-off. Yeah. Uh, definitely a good pivot. We know that his ability in the passing game also is great in DraftKings where it's a full PPR format. At 6,300, no, I don't think anybody's going to be there because of these next couple guys that I have on my radar. Eli Mitchell, again, I know you are pro Seattle in terms of covering the point spread, but San Francisco just wants to run the football. Now there's no Debo Samuel to vulture those rushing touchdowns away from Mitchell. That son of a bitch. Right? Back-to-back weeks with 27 carries for Mitchell. $6,000 going up in, against Seattle here. You mentioned it could be the divisional matchup. Sometimes these games play closer. They play a little bit more physical. So it could certainly be a spot where Mitchell steps up. He is $6,000. And then we got word today that J.D. McKissick has been ruled out. You have Antonio Gibson coming off of a 29-carry <laughs> game. That's a huge one right there. That's right? a against huge Las one. Against Las Vegas at, at $5,700. I mean... Uh, 17th ranked DVOA defense against the run. So we just mentioned Joe Mixon ran all over them. And because there's no McKissick, Gibson had seven catches last week. That's the highest he's had all season. Uh, Gibson at 57 might just be like the starter back when you build your lineups this week. I don't know. Like it's He's very into Antonio Gibson locking him into all of my cash lineups i mean the price tag is ridiculous he's a little price he's, he's a little bit more pricey on on fanduel but i mean at 5700 on DraftKings against a, a run funnel defense like vegas right i mean that just that screams and and you're right the mckissick thing not being there that's huge i'm gonna be locking in gibbs into into my cash lineups no doubt about it yeah, he's as soon as I saw that McKissick news today, I was like, oh boy, 5,700 McKissick. If it, Antonio Gibson, here we go. So that's like the mid tier. How does anybody else stick out? Do you have any Jamal Williams interest, Devonta Freeman interest this week? Anything in this range? Miles Sanders got the green light. He's got your Jets. I'm not really, yeah, Miles Sanders. All right, so Jamal Williams and, and Miles Sanders are the two guys okay. right there. I think I would prefer. Jalen Hurts under center with Miles Sanders as opposed to Gardner Minshew. Because I think with the bum ankle, the RPO will turn a little bit more to R mm-hmm. instead of P. And it's going to be a pitchback, not to 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 Sanders. So I like I, that's where I'm at with that. I love Miles Sanders against the Jets. Jets are terrible. Jets are just Jets, awful. They're bad. They're bad. Jamalfa Williams. Yeah, I think that this is a great spot for him. I think this is a fantastic spot for him. For the fact that you look at Minnesota's run defense is soft, their their secondary is great, but it's for me it's about the volume, right? I said I've been calling him uh, today. I called him uh, Javolume Williams <laughs> because it doesn't matter if Detroit's losing by fifty points. Dan Campbell does not want Jared Goff throwing the ball, so he will continue to run and he will push the run over and over again. So I'm good with that. I'm definitely good with that, and uh, and that's kind of where I'm leaning there as far as uh, as far as those guys go. Again, GPP plays. I think I think less people. I think fewer people will be on Jamal Williams than they will be on Miles Sanders, only because the Jets suck. 
and everybody's just like, the Jets are terrible. The Jets are terrible. That is, <laughs> they're, they're very not good. Under 5K backs here, injury-related news, this one. David Johnson did not practice this week as of Rex Burkhead's $4,800. Gross, I know, just throwing him out there because he's likely the only healthy running back in Houston this week and he can catch football. And then Daryl Henderson, did he practice? He returned in a limited fa- practice on Friday. If he does not play, Sony Michelle is $4,300 against Jacksonville. Yeah, you know what it is? Because I think I think Daryl Henderson like locks down that number one spot because of his versatility, right? I feel like that's just kind of a an area where you know you you feel comfortable using Henderson no matter what the situation is. I think Sony's more of a plotter, so I kind of feel like McVeigh might tilt more towards the pass if Henderson's out. And uh, and that's going to be less work for Sony Michelle. Could be, definitely could be. And they, my my thing is, and I kind of wrote this out in the quarterback coach. Stafford can go get his two seventy and three scores by the third quarter, and then they're just running the clock out on these teams like they did against uh, who was it? Houston, I think. And there was another team where they actually sat. They they took Stafford out of the game and they just ran out the clock in the fourth. I forget which which matchup that was in. Maybe the Lions game. But with with Michelle there. I, it's just a volume thing for me, I think, because it's Jacksonville, and if they go up big, uh, there's a chance for yards for him there. Would you play Tevin Coleman at all? I mean, I don't know. I don't see your Jets, but he got 16 carries, and he's got Philadelphia as a matchup. No. Okay. Hey, just want to th- the volume at the price. No. No. Let's cut a wide receiver then, unless you got another running back you want to just. No, I definitely don't have another running back. <laughs> uh, obviously, if Josh Jacobs is out, we can play Kenny Drake at 4,400. I think that one is. Or. Where's what's Peyton Barber? Is he even still alive? Is Peyton Barber still a guy? Barber is four thousand dollars. I guess if I get well, Gruden had the infatuation with Barber. I wonder if the new coach would have a Barber infatuation or not. So, uh, something to pay attention to should Josh Jacobs be ruled out there. Uh, why nine thousand dollars for Cooper Cup against Jacksonville here, Howard? Are we paying at the top? I mean, it's tough, right? I mean, to pay off. I mean, he to pay off nine grand. He he needs what? He needs a hundred hundred yards and a touch and two touchdowns. Yeah, pretty much. That's a lot. Well, he yeah. I mean, he's a big volume guy too. So like nine k, he could get eight for one thirty and a score and probably get you there. But yeah, it's expensive. But the thing is, if you're gonna use these mid tier and spend down running backs, like you can't afford him this week. That's where I want. This is where I wanted to. So I, I, I got to see where our draft forecaster has a lot of these projection uh, roster ship numbers at, because uh, I'm curious to where people want to spend, because we have Cup, we have Jefferson, Thielen, Chase, Deontay Johnson, even with great usage stats there, Keenan out. Like, there's a lot of good, they priced up a lot of these receivers into the 7K range this week. Even Thielen is over 7K. But, like, are people going to be spending there and spending down at running backs? Are they spending up at running backs and going mid-tier value receivers? That's really the read that we need to make this week. That is the read that we need to make this week. I feel like paying up for, like, Cooper Cup is something you want to do in a GPP, right? Because you can throw a dart somewhere else, maybe. But yeah, it's that's it's super tough for me to to do that. There's so many. There's so oh my god. There's so many funny like unbelievable situations here. Holy shit. Holy it is shit. It is. So like all right, we I just ran off a bunch of guys, but are any of these top receivers someone you're not interested in? 
Jefferson, McLaurin, Thielen, Chase, any any guys? You're no, not- I'm definitely I'm in on I'm in on all those guys. I won't. I, I like Godwin more than I like Evans, but having to choose between the two of them is a little. It's taxing. It's definitely taxing. So I don't necessarily know if I wanna if I wanna do that. But Jamar Chase, I love Keenan Allen. Oh my God, Keenan Allen. I love Keenan Allen. Yeah. I just get forgotten. I love McLaurin too, by the way. Deontay Johnson keeps getting forgotten. He does. Like he does. everybody overlooks him now. It's, it's we all crazy. Hate What's that? We all hate Big Ben and Pittsburgh's offense. That's exactly what it is. We all hate Big Ben and the Pittsburgh offense. So the question is. Do you look to him? I mean, is that like a possible GPP play for you? you I like just... him more in cash, I think, actually. Because you like him more in cash, huh? I oh, do. no Cause... touchdown upside? Yeah, I don't know if the touchdown upside is really there. What does he have, like three on the season? Four. He's got four. But like the double-digit targets are there. The seven, eight catches are going to be there. I'm not saying you can't put him in a GPP, but I think he's a much safer cash game. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, mid-tier, love Hollywood Brown this week, 6,500. I, I know we've, I, I don't know if it was you that I talked to it about, or maybe it was fancy and alarm after hours, but I'm not really worried about Sammy Watkins coming back. Hollywood Brown is the number one guy. Like, I, I, he's, it's, he's the most secure play, I think, in this offense, and then everybody else is vying for that other target share. Four straight weeks for Hollywood Brown with double-digit targets. Like, I know that a lot of these are deep shots, and there's inconsistency at times with him. But the volumes there, Pittsburgh's pass defense is atrocious. I think this is a, this is just a, a Hollywood game. A Hollywood game for you. I love it, man. Listen, I, I, you you know me, man. I've been talking about Hollywood Brown all year long, and and it just it, it pains me to see people crap on this dude so much. So I'm okay. I'm give I'll give you a thumbs up for Hollywood. <laughs> thumbs up for Hollywood. Awesome. Uh, any other mid tier plays for you at the receiver position? Any other mid-tier plays at the wide receiver spot? Let's see. Jalen Waddle. I mean, well, actually, you know what? Like That's the debate that you and I had on yesterday's show. So you would be, like, against Jalen Waddle because you think Devontae Parker coming back is going to end up the number one target again. I do. And and that's only it, – so it's not that I don't think Waddle's going to get targets, but when Devontae Parker has been active and on the field – He's received the majority of those targets from Tua, from Brissett, whoever, whoever the wide receiver, whoever the quarterback was, right? Like his five games that he's been healthy for this year, always been his problem. Seven, nine, seven, nine, eleven. Those are the targets. So they look to him, and he plays. He doesn't just play on the outside. They move him on the inside, where it's an easier play for Tua as well. Sometimes they'll play him in the outside. I think Waddle's fine because they definitely have developed a lot of chemistry together over the past handful of it's just for me like if in fact parker's active and gonna play this week he practiced all week so he should be activated he's thirty nine hundred dollars i mean i just where i'm gonna go i'm just gonna take that dart yeah listen i i and, and i get that i totally understand where you're where, where you're going with that so fair enough let me uh look further down Hunter, Hunter renfro, renfro i think is a lock and load of 58 well, renfro, yeah renfro and Pittman both right there right i mean yeah. <laughs> i know that jonathan taylor's gonna run but there is still going to be some passing. I would go Renfro over Pittman for sure. Mooney's in a fine spot, regardless of who the hell. It's Andy Dalton quarterbacking, right? Williams is in an okay spot. How about Brandon Ayuk at 5,600 with no Debo Samuel? Yeah, the here's kind of the funny thing about that, right? Like, Debo hasn't been involved in the passing game lately. So 
I think we've sort of seen Brandon Ayuk without Debo Samuel on the field as a as a wide receiver in a sense, right? I think Samuel only had what two targets last week in that game in the week before. So he had four targets against Minnesota, two targets against Jacksonville. They used him more as a running back in those games. So right. we've seen Brandon Ayuk essentially without Debo as a active member of the passing offense, and he's been very good. So it, it all depends, I guess, on your opinion of this game, Howard. I mean. If you think Seattle's going to cover, if you think it's going to be low scoring, do you want a lot of exposure to this offense in San Francisco? No, I, I actually I don't. Right? That's, that's kind of where I'm leaning on, at least on how you're looking at it. So. Right, right, uh, right. I got you. Oh, so am I in your head right now? Is that what you're saying? You're well. Listen, I trust your opinion. So I got I got to see where we're at and evaluate some things here. And and Craig. Mish also kind of echoed some of those agreements, some of those sentiments as well, where the line seems fishy. This could be a Seattle win. It could be a close game, a low scoring game. And we don't think a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo. I know we've had that conversation a lot and they do like the run 27 carries back to back weeks for Eli Mitchell. Now they've been in big leads in some of those games. So that has a lot to do with it, but it is a good price for IU guy. I do think he's going to be popular because of no Debo, but I don't know if people are realizing that Debo hasn't been very, and hasn't been very active in the passing game lately anyways. Yeah, no, that makes that, you know what? I mean, that makes a lot of sense. It really does. I also think, though, that having Debo lining up, yes, he's been getting the carries, but having Debo lining up on the on, on, on the outside also kind of, they put the focus on him. They know that he is such an integral part of this offense sure. that they're not lining him up in the backfield every single play. No, that's true. Right? Yeah. So so when they do line them up on the outside or, or even in the slot, the defense knows they got to key in on that. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's like that that helps soften things up here for IU in that in that realm. Yeah. Or it did soften up for for IU in that realm. Definitely. That's actually that's a really good point as well there Howard. Oh, thanks man. I appreciate you saying. <laughs> Thoughts on the other Rams receivers. It looks like OBJ's been limited. Big Bay expects him to play. OBJ five catches, 10 targets, 81 yards and a score. Last week, I, I, I don't really want to go there because I feel like it's one bad fall and his, his hips hurt. Oh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm not even yeah. thinking about it. I love Van Jefferson. is was right there, too. Yeah, that was, the, that was the pivot, right? Yeah, that's definitely the pivot. I, I dig Van Jefferson a lot in this uh, in this matchup. Should have had two touchdowns last week, not just the one. Yep. Uh, value receivers. Anybody under 5K jumping off the page to you outside of, of course, Devontae Parker, which I've already talked about. <laughs> I'm gonna build a fucking lineup with Devontae Parker, in <laughs> right? I'm gonna build. I'm gonna build a, a GPP winning lineup. I'm gonna put it in like a really high price contest. And then well, if I lose, then I get to together that has Deshaun Jackson, Devontae Parker, and, and like one other cheapy. Just spend up in all your running backs this week. Well, now you're pushing it. <laughs> I don't necessarily know if I could do that. I don't know if I could do that. Djax is interesting. Djax is interesting though. See, here you go. Right. If there's one person that the revenge game narrative consistently works on, it's Deshaun Jackson. Yep. And and his snap count was on the rise again last week. And this is what I talked about. What's his health situation right now? They said he's good. They they claim that he is okay. Let me read it. Let me read what the report was here. Question questionable after practicing on a limited basis, but I read that they think he's gonna be good from what I've reports that i've seen so well obviously we'll get the updates <laughs> updates there but i mean if he is active you know the, the problem with ejax is he's also notorious for 
getting on the field, running one route downfield, the calf or the hamstring pulls on him, and he's out for the game. So, But there's no Waller, and they may not have Jacobs now all of a sudden. So, you know, they need to throw. The snap count's on the rise. <laughs> he's explosive. It's Washington. Revenge net. Like, a lot of things are checking boxes here for DJX. A lot of things are checking boxes there for DJX. Yeah, I don't know. How much know. Josh Reynolds are you playing this week, Howard? Uh, that was a one-time deal. Is it a one-time deal versus Minnesota defense? No, no, I mean, well, Minnesota's pass defense, dude, is actually pretty good. You look at it, Minnesota against the pass, what they rank, where are they? They're 10th in DVOA. They've actually yeah. been a little well, bit better than that. Uh, telling me that they're 32nd opponent rank? Yeah, well, I mean, that's what DraftKings is saying, right? What are they? What are the points allowed to the wide receiver spot for our good friends? That, oh, second most. Holy that's what I'm shit. That's what I'm saying. Well, this is throwing me for a loop now. I'm like, damn, where am I going with all of these guys? 30, you play you play 3,400 Josh Reynolds. You play 3,900 Devontae Parker. You play 4,200 Deshaun Jackson. That's your three receivers, Howard. You go, Reynolds. You go Parker. ham everywhere else. I'm plugging this in right now just <laughs> to see what what this looks like. Parker, Djax. Oh my God, this is gonna be the grossest thing ever, and yet it, it could end up being the greatest thing ever, right? <laughs> Do you go with what Taylor and Mixon? As yeah, you, are you, are you just Taylor, assuming that you're you, going with the top guys? Can you fit all three? Can you fit a Taylor, Mixon, Eckler in there? Is it too much? It might be too much. Why? But you could probably get Gibson. It's true. Could get Gibson. Taylor, Mixon, Gibson. That's a pretty nice group right there. Mm-hmm. I agree. Holy shit balls. Let's see what happens. Oh, dude. All right, let's go to the let's go to the tight end spot. We've got good bargain receivers here that everybody can play around with. But let's go to the tight end spot and, and talk about that. Andrews, Kittle. Uh, so Kittle, I mean, who is the safety there that used to be on the Jets that got traded to the Seahawks? What's his name there? Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. He's still healthy, right? He's available. Now. He's kind yes. of a tight end. He's kind of a tight end canceler there. So maybe not so much Kittle. Yep, definitely Andrews. I like Ertz this week as well. I think Gronk is fine. Probably oh, Frymuth on good out of concussion protocol. I mean, right. Baltimore. He, no injury designation. I like Goddard against the Jets, too, although. Yeah, cash games for me with him. I like him better with Gardner Minshew than with Hurts. Okay. But who's your favorite tight end? Give me your favorite tight end. Like I definitely you... like, I like Gronk against Atlanta. Okay. Even, even with Tom Brady, bad home road numbers last week. Dude, the two games since Gronk came back, 13 catches, 17 targets, 194 yards. He's the best tight end in football again. Just like that. Snap of the fingers. He's on the field. Tom Brady throws to him. So Gronk at 53 is like $1,000 too cheap almost, right? We pay 7K for Kelsey. Gronk is Kelsey. Right? People got to just understand that the games that Rob Gronkowski has been healthy and on the field for this year, he has been one of the best tight ends in football. So I think Gronk at 53, if you can fit him in your lineup for sure, is a spot that I'd be looking to go. Baltimore has been one of the worst teams against tight ends all season. Fryermuth touchdowns in four of the last five. We know Big Ben likes throwing to the tight end position. Definitely can look at that direction. I like Logan Thomas against Las Vegas. Six targets in his return, three for 31. He's $4,000. I still like Cole because of the target share that tends to go his way at 36. It's probably, I don't think I'm going much lower. Actually, I lied. I, I got one value guy in Brevin Jordan. He'd be the other one I'd look at. Yeah, okay. I, I, you got into the end zone last week, sure. 60% yeah. snap share. 
Yeah, I mean, it's still, it's Houston, dude, and I just can't. I, Colts yeah. aren't good against the tight end. What's that? Colts are not good against the tight end. There are also three different tight ends on that team. No, they've been doing it healthy and active for Jordan Akins. It's been Farrah yeah. Brown blocking, and it's been Brevin Jordan pass catching. Right. According to Coop. That's not my words. I don't do that research. According to Coop. Yeah, when in doubt, <laughs> blame Coop. All right, I've got, oh, Jesus. Yeah. I made a lineup with this top three running backs, Howard, so we're going to. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> we're going to talk about it. We're definitely going to talk about it. Let's. All right. So we're down there with the tight. Oh, Foster Moreau. That's the cash game pay down this week, right? Like everybody's going to play him. Feels like such a trap. But yeah, everybody's going to play him. It does feel like a, a bit of a trap, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not um, Darren Waller, people. So He's not Darren Waller. He's not going to get 12 targets. Why don't they understand that, John? I don't know. He did, did Waller, uh, you know what? Maybe I'm putting a little foot in mouth here. Did Waller miss week seven against Philadelphia? And Moreau had six for 16 a score? Or was that just a weird week where Moreau had a good game? I don't know. Waller did not play in week seven. And Foster Moreau had six for 16 a score. So against, oh, but it was against Philadelphia. They're the worst team in football against tight ends. So. Gotta love the worst team in football against yeah. the tight was end. It, it was Arizona a couple years ago to give a touchdown to a tight end every week, right? Yep, and absolutely. the pace that Philadelphia's on this year. So. <laughs> All right, so there we are on the tight end front here. Let's go to uh, defenses. Who do you like? Uh, Miami. B- besides Miami, because we got – I mean, listen, I, all right. So the Rams against Jacksonville, obviously, right? I mean, that's a good one there. I don't feel the need if I'm going to pay – I don't feel the need to pay up for the Colts, but I'm okay with that. Eagles against the Jets, no. It's just – it's still not a good defensive unit. Bucks against Atlanta, eh, I don't love it. Cards against Chicago, it's okay. It's not bad. Yeah, but they can't stop the is, yeah is Dolphins. Detroit going to be able to run the ball if they're behind all the game? I mean, I, that's all they do. That's all they do. They've been behind in games, true. and that's all Dan Campbell does. He does not trust Jared Goff to throw. I want to know the cheapest defense that you'll go to. <sighs> the cheapest defense that I would play, maybe Washington. Maybe Washington. But they're on the road, so I don't really love it. I don't love it either, especially because I'm pretty high on Derek Carr and company. Yeah, I don't love it. So, like, I mean, this is a situation where I played Washington against the Chiefs. Now, they had a way better game than I expected. Washington is a team that, like, has given up points but still managed to give you, like, six or seven fantasy points. Yeah. So, if you're spending down, as long as they're not giving, like, a negative or zero, uh, you're, like, kind of kind of okay. So, all right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, can, I can get down with that. You know that the Houston Texans, how about this? The Houston Texans are like third in the, in, or fourth in the league in, in takeaway. Wow. I did not know. That is, I keep thinking that it's a stat waiting to be corrected and yet it's not. And they are, I'm going here. I'm going to it right now. I think they have 20 takeaways on the season. Yeah. 20 takeaways on the season. That is good for fourth in the NFL. I mean, two teams, Bills and Patriots are tied at 25. Dallas and Tampa Bay are tied at 23. Indy Indy leads the way with 27, but the Texans, 20 takeaways. Like, can't believe that. And the Colts have 15 giveaways. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I did not know that. So, but I'm not using it. Fuck that. No. Yeah, that's fine. All right, give me your lineup here. Give me your lineup. Which one do you want? I've got two... 
on DraftKings, and I've got one on FanDuel. Uh, give me, I'll give me them all. Give me your FanDuel lineup first. All right, the FanDuel lineup. Here you go. This is my my GPP winner right here. Derek Carr, Saquon Barkley, Javalume Williams, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson, Pat Fryermuth, Antonio Gibson in the flex, and the Rams D. I like it. Nobody likes my running backs, which is perfect because nobody's going to play those fucking Right, guys. no one's going to play those running backs. Either. Nobody's going to play Barkley and, and Jamalfa Williams. Nobody. And I love that. And mm-hmm. I love that. On on DraftKings, here's – well, this is what we did. We we wanted to fit in Taylor and Mixon. Well, here you go. So I've got – here's one lineup where it's Derek Carr, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon – Brandon Ayuk, Van Jefferson, your boy Devontae Parker, Foster Moreau, Antonio Gibson, and the Dolphins did. Interesting. Now, if you want a, a lineup with like your three shit receivers, you can go Derek Carr with Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Deshaun Jackson, Devontae Parker, Josh Reynolds. It puts me with Gronk at the tight end spot. I took Hollywood Brown in the flex, and the Dolphins did. Now, in in fairness, the flex could go. I mean, I have sixty six hundred dollars yeah. for the for the flex. So I mean, I could go Godwin. I could go Brown. I could go. I could do running back with Barkley or something like that. But I figured that this was you were really high on on Hollywood Brown. I- so I figured I would add him into you. This is like the John and Derek Carr was your cover on the court on the quarterback spot, quarterback coach. Taylor and Mixon are the top two running backs. Those are all three of your receivers. Gronk is your boy. Hollywood's your boy. Mm-hmm. And you said your favorite defense was the Dolphins defense. Winner, chicken dinner. What do you got? All right. I do the gross lineup here with the three value receivers as well. Because I just <laughs> wanted to see what it looked like. But I also do have another lineup that I'll share afterwards. So we're going to kick it off with two at quarterback. $5,500. We have Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon. We have Josh Reynolds, Deshaun Jackson, Devontae Parker as my hookup with Tua. At tight end, I played Logan Thomas coming back in that, that D-Jax matchup there. Joe Mixon, so I have the three top-priced running backs in my lineup, and the Miami Dolphins defense with $100 left over. Yeah, I think the only thing that I don't like about that lineup is Tua. That's probably the only thing I don't like about that lineup. So that is my gross min price receiver. And then I will give you my contrarian-ish type lineup here for GBPs. And that's going to be Tom Brady, Eli Mitchell, mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson, okay, Keenan, Hollywood Brown, Sexy. still going with Devontae Parker. Gross. Uh, I have uh, Rob Gronkowski as my tight end position there in the flex. I have put in, I just had to switch him out real quick. Oh, where are we going to go? I had Sonny Michelle, but now that he practiced, I kind of took him out there. Let's go. <laughs> we'll go to Sean Jackson. We'll slide to Sean Jackson in there in the flex, coming back with that Antonio Gibson play. And I still got the Dolphins defense. So Tom Brady, Eli Mitchell, Antonio Gibson, Keenan Allen, Hollywood Brown, Devontae Parker, Rob Gronkowski with the hookup for Brady, D-Jax, and the Dolphins defense. I can dig it. All right, that's where we're at. Well, where else are we going to be at? Oh, Playbook tomorrow. What else we got going on? Playbook dartboard. Oh, yeah. I forgot. On I got to do that, too. Uh, and then on Sunday, it'll be I live. got concert tickets tomorrow night, John, so don't bug me, man. I'm going to see some blood, sweat, and tears. 
cool. I don't know who that is. But on Sunday, Coop and I will be on the live stream <laughs> 11 to 12, leading everybody up till the 12 o'clock hour with inactives, injury news, start sick questions. And of course, Howard, you will be doing those example lineups everybody loves so much. Don't poke the bear of the zoo. Don't poke the bear of the zoo. Not poking. No pokey. Anyways, so that, that wraps up today's podcast here, Howard. Any final thoughts for the listeners at home? I have no final thoughts. All righty. Well, there it is, everybody. This is your Week 13 DFS podcast. Get us on Twitter. You know where to find us. Get us in Discord. We'll be there available to help you all. And then, of course, tune in to the live stream Saturday, or Sunday, rather, 11 to 12 with myself and Andrew Cooper getting you guys ready to win this week. For now, for Howard and John, we will catch you guys later.